you would take your copy of God's Word and turn to the book of Romans, uh, chapter 6. The book of Romans, chapter 6. We'll be thinking about the resurrection a lot today, but I just want to make two um, reflections on this passage, um, and then we'll go over and eat uh, together. Um, The food is smelling delicious, I promise you. Uh, We're going to be in Romans, chapter 6, verse 5 through 14. I'm going to read that, and then I'll pray and ask God to bless the hearing and preaching of the word. Romans chapter 6, verse 5. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. For one who has died has been set free from sin. Now if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. We know that Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death he died, he died to sin once for all, But the life he lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body to make you obey its passions. Do not present your members to sin as instruments for unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life. And your members to God as instruments for righteousness. For sin will have no dominion over you since you are not under law, but under grace. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for how your word testifies uh, for the the reality of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. God, I pray even now as we think and we meditate the implications of what this resurrection means for us, that you would help us see more clearly, help us rejoice more uh, passionately uh, in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord, we pray now that you would just bless the hearing and preaching of your word. Uh, Make much of yourself. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. One of the things I always do when people join the church is I sit down with them and I ask them the question, um, what is the good news of Christianity? What is the gospel? Uh, And every time I sit down and ask people uh, this question, uh, undoubtedly there's fear (laughs) that comes upon their face. How can I do that in a minute or less or two minutes? It's really kind of uh, shocking to folks. Uh, But then they share, right? Most people who are Christians, after the initial shock of the question, they understand what the gospel is. Uh, They always say that Jesus Christ died for my sins. um, And he has forgiven me of my sins and and is going to allow me to go to heaven. But almost always, 90% of the time, they forget the resurrection. And I think as a culture, we we often forget the resurrection. Uh, We forget of what that resurrection means. Um, But we know that if Christ has not been raised, we would still be in our sins. Our faith would be futile. All those who have gone on before us would would not be in glory. The resurrection is foundational. (laughs) It is foundational for our lives as Christians. Uh, So this morning, I really want to just draw two things out from this passage uh, before we eat. First, in Christ, the resurrection, the power of the resurrection, 
has set us free from the dominion of death. The power of the resurrection has set us free from the dominion of death. If you look at verse 5, it says, it says, if we have been united with him in a death like his. This is what we've been thinking about on Good Friday and all, last week at the crucifixion. We think about if we have believed that Jesus Christ died for our sins, if we have been united with him by faith in his death, listen to the promise. We shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. The death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ are intimately linked together. If you go on and look at verse 9, it says, We know that Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. Because death could not hold him. Beloved, that promise to Jesus is the same promise to us. Death no longer has dominion, has control over our lives. We no longer live in in the face of the fear of death because we don't live for this world. Because God has promised us a resurrection. We have put everything, our, our hope, our lives in the promise that God will give us in heaven. We will be with him in his presence, experiencing the eternal pleasures at his right hand forevermore. Think about that, right? You know, when we hear, um, when we walk into a doctor's office and we hear a bad report, uh, when we um, experience things that are difficult and trying in this life, we can hope in the resurrection. Because our ultimate aim is not this world. Because God has set us free. He has set us free from the the dominion of death. Because Christ has been freed from the dominion of death. Just as we have been. Beloved, I pray. I pray that we would just think and meditate on that. That we would live. We would base our entire lives on that resurrection. The hope of glory. We have been set free. We have been set free. That doesn't mean that death is not scary. It is. If you've ever been around death, it is, it is not pleasant. It's a reminder of God's punishment against sin. But we know that for the believer, death is not the final story, is it? Death paves way to victory. We have been set free. Death cannot hold us. But the second thing I want to see here in the text, which I think is probably one of the most important things for our life here and now, is that not only has God set us free by the power of his resurrection from the dominion of death, but he's also freed us from the dominion of sin. We are no longer slaves to sin. Look at how this passage works out. Verse 6, it says, We know that our old self was crucified with him. Who we used to be has been put to death. We are a new creation in Christ Jesus. In order that, there's a purpose there, we are crucified in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. It goes on, it says, For the one who has died has been set free from sin. So many times in our lives we are bound, we feel bound by sin. There's certain things we can't get over, we can't overcome whether it's 
um, a, a, a particular besetting sin in our life, whether that's complaining uh, or lust. We have certain sins in our lives that tend to kind of play over and over again. And we, we start to feel, I'm never going to have victory over this. Uh, and we start feeling guilty and full of shame and regret. But can I just tell you this, that God has freed you. He has freed you from the enslavement to sin by the power of the resurrection. God says in his word that the power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwells in you. The power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, in which we call out today, he is risen. That power that rose him from the dead dwells in you to give you victory over your sin. To give you the ability to have self-control and to have joy and peace and, and patience. This is what he kind of works the whole argument. Let me read verse 8 into the, to the verse 12. And now if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. We know that Christ being raised from the dead will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So also, so you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. You see how that works? We are dead to sin. Sin no longer has dominion or control over our lives. Yes, we are still in the flesh and we are still tempted to do things that will dishonor God. But no, we are dead to sin. Our old way of life is dead. It's been crucified with Christ. We no longer live in sin. We live uh, in, in the life of God through his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Look at verse 12. This is the, the culmination of the resurrection. Because Jesus Christ died, it says, Let us, let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body to make you obey its passions. I think as a church, as a, as a nation, as, as a Christian, uh, churches all across America, if we studied more of the resurrection, if we really believed, I mean truly believed that Jesus Christ rose from the dead, I think that we would not give ourselves to sin. Paul is making the whole argument here. People are saying, well, can't we just, shouldn't we just keep on sinning? <laughs> so, I mean, every time we sin, God's going to forgive us and God's going to give us grace. Doesn't that make God's grace abound? So shouldn't we just keep on sinning? And he's saying, by no means. Of course not. We can't let sin reign in our mortal bodies because sin has been put to death on the cross. We're called to live and present our bodies in righteousness. So this is why the church should be a different community. The resurrection brings us together. We are united with Christ. And because we are with Christ, we should live the resurrected life with Christ. Holiness, with righteousness, with joy, with, with peace and, and love. That should be the marks of the Christian life. Because Jesus Christ went to the cross, he went to the grave, and he was raised from the dead. And because he was raised from the dead, we have been set free from the sin in our lives. So think about that this week. Think about that today. That the sin that you feel bound by, the sin that you feel sometimes maybe has control over your life, you need to take that thought captive by the word of Christ and say, No, I am dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. I do not have to complain. I do not have to 
gossip. I do not have to lust. I do not have to be angry because I have been set free from sin by the power of God through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. I am not dead. I am alive in Christ. And God is going to continue to work on me, to change me until that day. Until that day when we get to experience the resurrection. Because the Bible says when we share in a death like his, we will certainly, certainly share in a resurrection like his. Beloved, because of that promise of hope, because of the joys that God has offered us in heaven, in his presence, we say no to sin and yes to God. No to sin and yes to God. As we wait, as we wait for that blessed hope, the appearing of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, right? Who gave himself up for us and died and yet rose again so that we could die to sin and live for his glory. What a sweet God. What a great God. He doesn't only just give us the promise that one day we'll be in his presence, but he actually gives us the power to live as if that is a true reality. Beloved, I pray today that we would live that way. Christ has set us free from the dominion of death. He has set us free from the dominion of slavery because he is alive. He is alive. He is alive. I pray and I pray that that would be our heart's cry today, right? And guess what, beloved? We are not dead, but we are alive in Christ, in Christ. Well, I'm going to pray for us. I'm going to pray that God would just bless us today. And I pray that God would bless all our visitors. I would ask you today, as we, as we have our meals, as we have our uh, Sunday school and service, that you would, you would pray specifically that God would give that resurrected hope to people today. That the resurrection power that God has said dwells in us would dwell in his word as it goes forth today, and that people would move from death to life. If you notice, they're right there at the end of verse 13. How do we do this? We present ourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life. I pray that today, all across our city, and specifically in our church this morning, that people will move from death to life by having faith in the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. So I'll pray that now, and I want you to be praying that with me all day long. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, you are good. We thank you that you sent Christ to die and you raised him from the dead. God, I pray, Lord, I pray that our hearts would see that you have set us free from the dominion of death and the dominion of slavery so that we will no longer be bound by sin, but that we would live for your glory. God, I pray that you would use the people of Park Baptist Church today and their kindness extended to visitors uh, in the word going forth. God, that people would be moved from death to life. God, we pray now that you would bring those to our church family who are dead, who are dead in their trespasses and sins. And God, we pray that as they think about the resurrection of Christ, they would become alive. They would become alive. They would unite themselves in your death and unite themselves in the promise of your resurrection. So, Father, I pray that you would just bless your church today. Fill us with your presence. Fill us with your glory. Uh, Dear God, we ask now as we go and celebrate and eat, break bread and eat and um, just rejoice in 
and what you have done for us in Christ and what you have done for us bringing us together as a church family. We pray that you would bless the food to our bodies for nourishment and strength. We pray you would bless the hands that prepared it. We pray that you would do this for our good and for your glory's sake. We ask this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Well, beloved, if you just want to walk across the parking lot over to the CAB, we have some good food cooked, and we're going to eat. Sound good? Amen.